from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Tuesday edition of The Drive. Bill and Carter today, Dan on the road with the uh, Troy women's basketball team. I believe they've got uh, South Alabama and Southern Miss this week. I'm not sure exactly what order, but uh, their regular season coming to a close. So he's got a Wednesday and a Friday game. So he's out the rest of this week. Uh, but it's uh, So it's Bill and Carter here in the studio. Drew at the controls on a day where I was thinking, well, you know, there are a few things we can talk about. Uh, there, There is... Obviously, the big story nationally in sports is regarding the uh, the, the preliminary hearing, uh, if you will, for the for the murder trial in Tuscaloosa uh, that that involved. We knew it involved a former Alabama basketball player. He became a former Alabama basketball player as soon yes. as as soon as uh, charges were filed against Darius Miles. But uh, today, word coming out that Brandon Miller very much involved, and then to a lesser degree, we still don't know the involvement, but the vehicle of Jaden Bradley was involved as well in the mm-hmm. murder of a 23-year-old mother. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a really ugly situation, and I think that the whole thing has been made worse by the way that like Nate Oates has handled it. With the with like his rhetoric around it, well, his his response at his press conference today was it, it's, it's, unbelievable. It's the response you like I said on on the line. It's the response you give if you have a kid that gets arrested for like public intoxication. He's like, oh well, you, you well when you, you, can't, you control, can't control, it's what almost like uh, well. Uh, kids will be kids, or students like, yeah. will be students. College he said, are out yeah. there. We, we, out. You had the audio, right? Yeah, I'll I tell you what, it, it is difficult to understand because Nate sort of growls a little bit, and there's a lot of background noise. I'll read you the quote that Nate Oates today said when he said that Brandon Miller is not in trouble. He said, and I quote, we knew about that. Can't control everything everybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. Wrong spot at the wrong time. Which is crazy. No, that's... I mean, he brought a gun that was used in a murder, brought and drove to the scene. His car was still there. Like, that's not wrong place, wrong time. That's... that's I mean, he's actively involved, whether... He knew what was going on or not, which I guess is that is the hang up there that uh, is why he doesn't have charges against him. But this is this is ugly, and I don't think it's going away, and I think it's only going to get worse. Uh, absolutely, and 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 
information coming out. We still don't have all the details. We will uh, we'll give you what we have as we uh, move on through the show. We'd love to hear from you. Let me uh, go ahead and let you know that hour number one of The Drive is brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And they're also the sponsor of our hotline. You can call us on the Kia of Auburn hotline 334-321-1390, or you can text us on the drive text box, and that uh, is brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, and the uh, that number is 334-564-1840. All right, so testimony began this morning, and uh, um, from from the testimony, there is uh, inf- the information that has been gathered uh, sort of is as follows. Testimony lasted for um, about two and a half hours this morning before Tuscaloosa County District Judge Joanne Janik. Now, the defense attorneys um, for for um, Darius Miles and um, the shooter, Michael Davis, um, the, the attorneys have... Ad did ask that they be released on bond, saying that their client shot in self-defense. But as the testimony came out, according to the detective from the from witnesses at the scene, doesn't really sound like it was self-defense. But but I mean that is yet that is still to be determined. But anyway, uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, some of the information. That we have learned, uh, Darius Miles' mother is is a longtime police officer, mm-hmm. and uh, and and Davis's mother both testified they would make sure their sons would abide by all bond conditions and be present for future court hearings. But uh, but the judge, at least last I had seen, had not ruled as to whether um, on bond or to a bail that is, or to send it to the grand jury. Now uh, here the information that has been reported thus far was that um, police say at 145 Sunday, Tuscaloosa police and University of Alabama police were dispatched to the Walk of Champions at Bryant-Denny Stadium on a shooting. A Jeep stopped when it saw the Alabama police and the, the, uh, the female... Jemiah Harris was dead inside the vehicle, according to Tuscaloosa Violent Crimes Captain Jack Kennedy. Uh, Harris's boyfriend told police that he had uh, uh, he was trying to drive her to the hospital, and the the vehicle had been struck by gunfire. He said he had he said he had returned fire in self defense and may have struck a suspect, and that was uh, that that was Davis mm-hmm. and. Um, as as we continue with information that uh, was released today, investigators determined the shooting happened in the 400 block of Grace Street off of University Boulevard. Um, and there are some there, there are reports, different family members saying what had happened. We it, it, it'll be I mean interesting if if this does and it's hard I can't imagine it's not going to trial, not going to the grand jury, but um, court records say Davis fired the deadly shots, and Darius Miles admitted to providing Davis with a gun. Now, we had heard that before today. Um, And Miles, by the way, had been ruled out for the season 
the day before the shooting because of an ankle injury. And following mm-hmm. his arrest, he was dismissed from the team. Um, now, uh, according to reports, today, everyone involved had gone to 1225 Sports Bar. Miller, it says Brandon Miller, dropped miles off at the club but didn't stay because the line was too long. All right, so so it sounds like, all right, I, I don't know if I guess I guess Miles met up with Davis, who was a longtime friend. Apparently, they've been friends uh, since since elementary school. Um, after leaving the club, Harris, her boyfriend Cedric Johnson, and her first cousin Asia Humphrey stopped at a nearby grill to get something to eat, and it said they then encountered Davis, who was dancing in front of their jeep. Mm-hmm. Um. According to the reports, Johnson told Davis that his girlfriend was not interested and to move along. The detective said it got, quote, and I quote, it got a little elevated. Uh, The detective went on to say, said that Davis said, you don't know who I am and what I do. And then Darius Miles and Davis walked away from the Jeep, but then they later returned. Now, what has what also came out then is apparently at that time Darius Miles texted Brandon Miller and asked him to bring his gun. Mm-hmm. And when uh, apparently when when the three Harris Johnson and Bradley, uh, not Brad, yeah 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 Brad, uh, Harris Johnson and and uh, Asia Humphrey. When they came out to get in their Jeep, they were blocked in by two vehicles, mm-hmm. which turned out to be Brandon Miller's and Jaden Bradley's vehicles, a Charger and a, ta- a Challenger. So this is a quote that I've gotten from Carol Robinson, who wrote the article on AL.com right. on Feinbaum. She acknowledged that they know Brandon Miller was there, but then followed it up with they don't know where. See, that's, I don't that, know and, what that and, means. And I said to you when I came in, there are a couple of things that are that are missing here. Now, they're not critical to, I don't think, to the initial testimony and the hearing and whether it goes to grand jury or not. But there has been no mention. We have no idea where Brandon Miller was. All we know is that he, he brought the weapon which was used in the murder and and the let me let me go ahead and we'll go ahead and go through the rest of the information that we have because it says um uh that according to the detective Davis approached the victim's car and said I told you I was going to get you and started shooting through the driver's side and ran around from the driver's side around the back firing eight shots at least eight shots into the vehicle and uh uh, it said, at that time, according to the detective, Miller's charger was struck by a couple of bullets from the vehicle which was being shot into. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's, and, and, as a result, Harris was struck in the face and died. Uh, Davis was, was shot in the shoulder. The victims drove to the Walk of Champions where they found a police officer and stopped. Harris was pronounced dead there. All right, that's the information that we know. All right. Where, where, yeah, where was, where was, not, again, not that it is critical to binding this over to the grand jury, but you wonder, where was Brandon Miller? It did, it had said in other, uh, further reports were that, uh, have you got the, have you got the info where the, the terms were used to express that 
The gun is there. The gun is loaded. I uh, think it was. That was Darius Miles said that to Davis, and Miles um, Miles went back and got the retrieved the gun apparently out of Brandon Miller's car, uh, and told Davis about that. Davis was then then had the gun before he obviously started firing into the vehicle. I think he said the heat was in the hat, and then um, there's one in the head, which is. There's one chambered, ready to fire. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I had no idea were, what either of those terms meant. I mean, I didn't I until, until I heard. Up uh, the, apparently, yeah. as as part of the uh, testimony, it was right. explained out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I was able to figure all of that out. But uh, yeah, this is this is really ugly, and but, this is gonna this is gonna loom over well, the program nationally. It is it is caught fire nationally. Every every national, um, you know. Seems like just about every every national reporter has tweeted, commented on this, and the, one of the first things that they have commented on is Nate Oates' response today. His wrong place, wrong time. Um, is- wrong place, wrong time would be somebody else who was there in the area when it started happening and was an innocent bystander. Um, now, I, I'm not saying. I mean, that doesn't mean. Um, that that Brandon Miller is guilty, but Brandon Miller was involved more than just slightly involved because he he Supplied brought he brought the weapon which was used in the murder and his car. vehicle mm-hmm. apparently was blocking the car in. So yeah, it's hard to imagine that there wouldn't be some some type of repercussions well i mean i mean how if how does this continue there, if he's having to drive to and from to yeah, get he, there and if, his car is if he there, wasn't there he? why would he just leave his car and, and, and go? same with Jaden bradley like where yes. are they and the fact that that cannot be accounted for right now is a little odd let that's something i'm sure would come out i mean as you try to get more and more of the information we're trying right now we're just we have the basic facts Mm-hmm. The facts are here's how here's who here's how and here's what happened. I think I think which I know that this is not the priority the priority is getting the facts right but I think with the way that this is trending and the the way it's been picked up so much nationally and the way it's everywhere right now I think you got to take both Jaden Bradley and Brandon Miller off the court. For sure, Brandon Miller. I mean, we don't, we don't know, you know what else. More. I mean, you, you don't know that somebody else had borrowed Jaden Bradley's car that, yeah, right now. Yeah, because which, we, don't, which, we don't know that he's been at the scene. But that's we, fair. We do but, know that Brandon Miller has been. If, unless they, I mean, unless they have concrete evidence that Jaden Bradley is was not there at all, I think you probably err on the side of you. you oh, I'm sure, you got to yeah. take both off the I court think, right now. I think most, I think you would expect most... Most teams would do that. Most schools would do that. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see uh, tomorrow night. You yeah. Know, if if uh, if both. I mean, I Brandon I, Miller and Jaden Bradley are, are playing for. I Alabama. know a lot of national college basketball types and national sports media types have said they think Brandon Miller's not going to play another minute at Alabama. This I sure year. wouldn't be surprised after this information mm-hmm. today. Yeah, and I I mean, and we know how kind of slow things can progress with the legal system and trials and everything. Oh, absolutely. This is absolutely, I don't think, getting wrapped up by the time this season ends. So I think there's a legitimate situation where um, you don't see either of those guys suit up for Alabama again.
Uh, well, I wouldn't be shocked. I just mm-hmm. I, I think right now the reaction has been, oh, you know, we've known about this. He, he it, the, and it, the, that's the other thing I I hate it was like he acknowledged like we've known about about it, and he isn't in trouble. And, and he's not in trouble in this yeah, situation. And it was very dismissive, like oh, it doesn't matter. And then, like, if that if, if that is indeed the case, it would have been it would have behooved Nate Oates to have given some details. Yeah, right the, like there's this is where you go find a PR group or something to help you deal with the situation and present this in a way because the way that Nate Oates handled it, it is maybe the worst way I, I think he could have handled it because he is getting absolutely crushed right. for now, it. Now, I didn't see, I've I've heard it, and, and he doesn't have an awful lot of emotion when he talks most of the time unless he's yelling. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't, I don't know what the look on his face was when he made these comments, but it's, yes, the the words come across as uh, nothing to see here moving yeah, on. Yeah, it comes across you know? very dismissive and callous to the situation mm-hmm. and just how involved his program is. And, that's another thing. It's the way that he's like, oh, well, you can't control what guys do away from practice. No, you can't what? control them, but if they like, do something. You set a if, culture. Well, you say, If you set a proper culture, this doesn't happen. Well, or, even if you have a culture and something like this does happen, then you make sure that that everyone knows it's it's not okay, it's not going to happen yeah, again, and, and you, you make an example. But, I mean, we've seen the NCAA go after schools for lack of institutional control. Like, you've got three players whose names are popping up around a murder mm-hmm. in Tuscaloosa at, what, 2, 3 in the morning on a Sunday yeah, morning? Like one, well, they said 145. Well, so, I think that's the, yeah. that, that's when the text went out to go get the gun. And I think so. Well, I think no, it said the police police responded really? at 145. I, but anyway, I, after, the, after the text midnight, was around there. Yeah, yeah like st- regardless, uh, th- that doesn't change anything. That This is a horrible situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way that Nate Oates has treated it is the exact wrong way to go about it. We'd love to hear from you, 334-321-1390. I don't know that there's any more information. I mean, the testimony happened this morning, and, and there was press covering it. So I think we have we have heard the comments, all we're going to hear, at least from that testimony, unless some attorneys decide to go public, which sometimes is not a wise move. Sometimes it is. But, I mean, uh, we, we'd love your thoughts. Anything, though, on your mind sports-wise here on this Tuesday? It's Bill and Carter. We'll get to our first break. Come on in and join us. Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Tuesday Drive. Bill and Carter, Drew at the controls. You heard the numbers, 334-321-1390. Love to hear from you. One thing there's no question about, and that is nationally, uh, Nate Oates it's, uh, is being blistered by the by the national media right now. I mean, you, you look at just uh, some, some tweets from very familiar names. Dan Wolken says, my column on Nate Oates and the dumpster fire at Alabama is on the way. Truly one of the more shocking and disappointing days I've ever had covering college sports. Oates and AD Greg Byrne should be ashamed. 
Um, Stuart Mandel, what a bombshell, a likely first-team All-American on the number two team in the country, provided his teammate a gun that became a murder weapon. And then his coach, Nate Oates, had the gall to call it wrong place, wrong time. It's crazy. Yes. Just just tone deafness, um, lack of understanding of the situation, how that was going to play when he said it. I mean, everything about that is just, I'm baffled. I mean, this isn't the first tone deaf thing he's done with this situation. He called. He went to Ray Lewis for advice, and that didn't yeah. play well nationally. Yeah, I, I just let's let's play now again. You have to listen closely because there's background noise. Nate is not enunciating or speaking up very clearly. Has this got the question or is it just a response? It's got the question. I think. Okay, it's a it's, question. Uh, whether whether that comes through clearly, uh, you may not be able to tell. All right. This is NATO's from earlier today. Just how comfortable were you with his, his proximity to that, and also just any NBA scouts who might be inquiring? What would you say to them about that? Yeah, I mean we've known the situation since it's been. We've been fully cooperating with law enforcement the entire time. I mean, it's the whole situation's sad. I mean, you just think of it. We team close practice of a prayer for the situation today. Again, knowing that we had this trial today, I mean, you think of Jamia and her family and Kane, really think about her son Kane that was left behind. So it's sad, we did, we knew about that. I mean, you know, can't control everything anybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was gonna happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any trouble, type of trouble on this case. Like, you are on spot at the wrong time, so we'll, we'll address it when uh, I'm sure NBA scouts will ask, they do their homework, but yeah, I want to thank the article that it came out and also stated Brandon's interview. He's, he's, you know, they're comfortable with everything that, that happened there. We'll address it when NBA scouts have questions about it. Uh, and then Stuart Mandel with a, Stuart Mandel with a very short but to the point, tweet of how did this even come out of his mouth? Yeah, I mean that that seems to be the consensus. It's just like, what on earth were you thinking? Like he knew that in his own words, he said, "We knew about this. We knew about this." So you would think somebody would have him coached up on a better answer than whatever that was yeah. because you knew this question was coming. Oh, you absolutely knew it was coming. 334-321-1390 to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Terry is up first. Hey, Terry. Hey, guys. Don't you hate these slow news days? <laughs> really? I was thinking, yeah, well, we'll uh, you know have trouble talking basketball, do a little spring football preview. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I don't have much of a legal background. But isn't withholding evidence a major crime? And that appears to what Naos has done. Well, no, I mean, he's not, uh, he's not, he doesn't have to go public with anything like that. I mean, depending on what he is, yeah. what he and Brandon Miller have, have said to the, to the investigators, if they were asked anything. I mean, he said, he said he's been in, interviewed. Didn't that what he said? Yeah, he said he's mm-hmm. been interviewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Nate Oates' responsibility to say anything to the public, although I think it would have been wise of Nate Oates to try to get out front of this situation and not have to have some kind of response like he did today when he's asked. You know, I was uh, I was fortunate to grow up with three older siblings, and my parents told me at a younger age, said, there's nothing you can't do we haven't already seen. 
And uh, they, I, so I didn't have a curfew, but a lot of my friends did, and that's still fun to hang out by yourself. But my mother used to tell me all the time, nothing good happens after midnight. And I think that's a great rule to uh, live by. But, I mean, so, that, it, it it's definitely, I mean, these situations do seem to pop up after midnight more often than not. Right, I mean, right. keep in mind what the same the same night around mm-hmm. relatively around the same time is when we had the accident that that killed the football player and the re- recruiting staffer at Georgia like right. it's 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 a was it the good, same night it, it was, was the same wow, night i didn't realize that. it was it was the it was the same night cuz they had their their parade mm-hmm. and it was that night mm-hmm. when they were driving in the car and the and the accident happened over there let me ask you guys an Auburn football question to kind of break the monotony here. Sure. Uh, a couple of times, and especially Brian Matthews made the same, the thing of the quarterback at, at Coastal Carolina that had the degree situation here at Auburn, yeah. um, that don't seem to be dead. Do you guys think that, that seems to be uh, rearing its, rearing its head? I, I mean, I think everybody you know, wants, to, wants to keep an eye on that because the reason he couldn't transfer in was because of credits transferring and being able to make progress toward a degree at Auburn. Um, I don't think he was as far off from everything we've heard. He's not as far off from graduating as he was needing the the uh, credits to be able to graduate at Auburn. So if he's able to go back and graduate at Coastal Carolina, then it doesn't matter what his degree was in as long as yeah. is he's accepted into grad school. I still think that there was a lot of work uh, to do and probably not a lot of room for error if he was going to try to enter the portal again. But, I mean, it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Maintain, I stand by his. I want to see who comes out, you know, second team and non-starter at Georgia. And Brock Vandergriff, I think, grew up an Auburn fan, right? Uh, I think his mom went to Auburn. I think he was Yeah, he's got got definite family ties. Something to keep an eye on with that is... We are past the deadline for an intra-conference transfer in the SEC, and you be eligible for the 2023 season. The presidents are supposed to vote on it at the SEC right. basketball tournament, but if Brock Vandergriff were to transfer to Auburn in May and nothing changes right now, He'd have he would to sit be out. ineligible unless he got a waiver, mm-hmm. which I think the indication is the SEC is going to be very strict with waivers and maybe even not even give any out. For May transfers, you have a lot. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of coaches that don't want players going through spring practice and transferring to another SEC school, and mm-hmm. I can understand that. Absolutely, and Bill, you heard the other day when I asked Justin on your show if there's going to be another quarterback roster. He said emphatically, "Yes." I don't think. Well, uh, and Hugh Freeze doesn't want to be as emphatic about it, but he sure says. It's going to depend on what happens in the spring, and I thought it really interesting in one of the interviews that he had yesterday, and he was making the rounds yesterday mm-hmm. with a lot of the um, the websites, and, and I, I put in a request, and hopefully he'll he'll make it to radio as well. But I thought it was really interesting. He was asked the qualifications he looks for in a quarterback, and he said it's a little different at Auburn than it would be at Liberty. He said at Liberty, mm-hmm. I look for a guy that just – Gives me the best chance, maybe the best athlete. He said Malik Willis was perfect at Liberty. He said at Auburn, uh, when you're competing for the SEC, my number one priority is accuracy. Number two is leading an SEC team, being a leader on and off the field. And he said, and then mobility is down the line. He wants a quarterback that can move, but that's 
third or fourth on his priority list. So that made it sound like, all right, Robbie or whoever is going to have to show that they're accurate or he's going to look for an accurate quarterback. Good point. Appreciate it, guys. You have a great day. Appreciate the call, Terry. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in here on the Tuesday Drive. On The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. It's Bill and Carter here in the studio Drew at the uh, controls, and uh, time now for us to welcome in our regular Tuesday afternoon guest, Barrett Salee from CBSSports.com, SiriusXM. And Barrett, I was thinking this morning, before things started uh, uh, livening up a bit, that, well, okay, you know, it's another day where we talk a little uh, basketball, surprises, disappointments, getting ready for spring ball, Braves, but, uh, oh, no, uh, news news from Tuscaloosa has, has not just... Uh, uh, slipped out and, and gotten to be a little bit of a story here in Alabama, but Brandon Miller's, um, name and, and uh, the fact that he brought the weapon that ended up being used in the murder of a uh, young lady there in Tuscaloosa, um, and, and Nate Oates' response to that has become a national story. Yeah, uh, wrong place, wrong time. Oh, That's wrong answer, wrong answer. I mean, seriously, just say I can't comment it's a legal matter. Like, how hard is that, right? Uh, but, I mean, look, Bill, who hasn't brought a, mur- uh, a gun to a murder spot scene and then pr- uh, created a roadblock so said murder can be committed? If he was, if he was even there, that's the thing. Is what's been so interesting to me is there's been no mention of him being there other than bringing the weapon. Oh, but his his car, but his car happened to be there. Yeah. Oh, uh, and there were two bullets in his car. Yes. Yes. Like two bullets hit his car. I, I just, I can't fathom a a world in which anybody would say wrong place, wrong time, and it's such an awful look for Alabama because think about this. They didn't suspend Brandon Miller. These details were known, as confirmed by NATO today. Right. And then they gave NATO a contract extension <laughs> 10 days after that, that that murder. The murder in which he knew, and they knew, Alabama knew, that Brandon Miller was involved with, or at least on the periphery of. I just... It, it, it's one of those things, it's just sad all around. And... Now it looks. I don't under. I don't know how you can, how you can possibly explain it any other way than Alabama's basketball program and maybe its entire athletic department tried to cover it up. Well, it looks that way. So I mean, regardless of of what you know, what eventually does come out, it it sure does look that way. When two freshmen's vehicles were blocking in. The vehicle that the, yeah. the the murder victim was in. And literally the text messages, which, I mean, I don't know why you would ever text this to somebody, but whatever. Um, <laughs> what, they literally say, like, they, Brandon Miller was told 
like the exact situation and still brought a gun <laughs> to Darius Miles. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, he, it was spelled out in a text message what was happening, and you still do it. Like, I, I just, I, I don't understand. And, I mean, look, Alabama now is in a really tough spot because yeah. they almost have to suspend uh, Brandon Miller for the rest of the season. They almost have to suspend Nate Oates for the rest of the season. And if they don't, think about what happens in the NCAA tournament and just think about what other fans are going to say to them on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. I mean, it's just, I mean, in, in the world, uh, like, look, all these programs, all these schools have massive PR firms. And a lot of them have crisis management divisions. How could you manage this crisis any worse? Yeah, it it feels that way. It certainly does. And, I mean, I'm just flabbergasted, I guess, at this point that you don't have, you don't have Brandon Miller. He, he hasn't missed a minute of playing to this point. And if you don't pull him off the court now and something comes of this, like, I feel like this is the type of grounds where the NCAA or somebody comes and just nukes the program and just, like, wipes it all clean. I would sure love to hear... Uh, a further response from the Tuscaloosa chief deputy, uh, deputy DA, who said um, when when she was asked why Brandon Miller wasn't charged, she said, and I quote, that's not a question I can answer. There's nothing we could charge him with according to the law. I would yeah, I would love to hear an explanation of that. Yeah, and I'm not a lawyer, although I am 2-0 and o in my amateur legal career, one, uh, one on an eviction and one on a uh, small claim suit that I won. Uh, Good for you. Nevertheless, not to brag, uh, but, uh, I mean, he brought the murder weapon to the scene and also blocked in the woman, the woman's car who was murdered, knowing full well what was going on. I, I'm not an expert on Alabama's state laws, or federal laws on this situation. But I would imagine that has some sort of legal, uh, you can get into some sort of legal trouble. If for nothing else, like a misdemeanor, how is it not a misdemeanor? Like, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. There's so many questions. I mean, I wonder, I mean, I have no idea where Darius Miles lived. If he lived on campus, is it okay to have... A weapon. It's on, my understanding that campus. you can't have a weapon on campus at Alabama. So I would. I mean, that's another thing uh, to I don't, put I don't in this story. But uh, but yeah, that that right now that that's not the biggest. The, the, yeah, the concern yes, right now for Alabama is uh, you know is is with this basketball team who's who's running it and who's you know who's on the team. Yeah, and and right now, I mean, you can't, like I said, you cannot play Brandon Miller. Like, you just can't. Um, that's, you're asking, what, just assume that he's completely innocent of everything. The, the amount of heat he's going to take is going to be just relentless. But he's clearly guilty of something, if not multiple things. Um, and, and, you know, not clearly guilty. He, there are clearly issues that, could be dealt with legally that are not that should be you can't keep them on the court and if you're nato it's like i would love to hear some sort of theory other than nato's and the alabama basketball program tried to cover this up like i, I can't I, I can't even conceive of something else 
another explanation that makes sense. I just don't. I can't can't even think of one. Barrett, and when you look at what Nate Oates said earlier today, I mean, the way he said you can't control everything everybody does outside of practice, and you know, college kids are out and they're. I mean, that's basically like kids or boys will be boys or kids will be kids or whatever. I mean, like, that's what you say when you have a player arrested for, like, a public intoxication, not for getting involved in a murder. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, if you're drunk on the strip, okay, fine. Like, that <laughs> happens all the time. Um, and all of us have done really stupid things when we were in college. Uh, but yeah, And the, the weirdest part about it is he knew this was coming. Like, mm-hmm. he specifically knew that this question was going to be asked. Oh, yes. Like, how How do you, how, like, again, going back to crisis management, I mean, seriously, it's, I mean, it's not boys will be boys. It's not wrong place, wrong time. He knew where he was going. Mm-hmm. He went there anyway, and he actively participated on an ancillary level. As um, I wouldn't say it's an accessory because that's an illegal term, but he at least was involved. He was involved in, in some manner. Something, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, and and now, I mean, here in Alabama is just, uh, you know, um, before this morning, feeling great. I mean, uh, another route the other day that looking like they could very well be the number one overall seed and definitely the class of the Southeastern Conference. Um, it's uh, it's going to be really it's going to be really interesting here. I mean, uh, obviously, we'll we'll find out tomorrow night who's you know, who's dressed out, who's, who's on the sideline. But uh but it's it's a crazy year in the SEC. I mean, didn't expect it to be this crazy. But I mean, there there are teams that look like well, you can count them out, and they start playing well. Others that look like you think are really really good that all of a sudden struggle. Auburn's not the only team that has struggled down the stretch. Tennessee's lost four out of six. So it's uh, it, it's been a wild year in, in uh, the SEC in basketball. Yeah, Tennessee's got A and M on the road now yep. too, which is. Uh, you know, it's a tough place to play this year, and which I don't think a lot of us expected to stay this this time five months ago. But uh, yeah, I mean, look and look at Auburn. I mean, Vanderbilt is not a good team. How does that happen? And it's just it's one of those things where Vandy's a game out of third. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean, they look like a really bad team. That's now won five in a row, including being and Tennessee and Auburn. And get LSU. And, I mean, they, they have two winnable games yeah. in a row against LSU and at home against Florida without Castleton. They got a chance to win 11 or 12 games. It's insane. <laughs> so, so, so Vanderbilt's going to win the SEC tournament is what you're saying. <laughs> well, it is a national. That'd be yeah, wouldn't it? That would, that would be wild. It is a national. That's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're – it's it's almost like that the SEC and the Big Twelve are trying to one up each other on just how ridiculous <laughs> things can get. Yeah, I guess, uh, man. Um, let's. Uh, yeah, I was trying to shift away from from the from the legal issues that, that Alabama may have there. Um, man, we're we're getting close. Auburn's about to start spring football. We're we're less than a week away from spring right? football here. Yeah, is that crazy? It's crazy. It's and it's, I'm glad that. You know, for Hugh Freeze to get it done early, I think, is the right thing to do. Because I think in, in years, I'm interested to see what happens with this year for Auburn. Because um, obviously, new coach, whatever. But they're going to have plenty of time to not only scout themselves, but scout other programs while they're in spring practice before the transfer portal window opens. And I mean, I talked to Hugh Freeze, I guess it was last week. Um, and he said he's not out of the um, out of the market uh, in terms of the transfer portal window. Doesn't like it that there's a new uh, another window, but he, you know he's he's in the market. So I'm interested to see what happens. I'm 
you know, Auburn of, of all teams, I think, needs to get off to uh, get out of the gate early in spring so they kind of have an idea of what they what they are moving forward. Yeah, all of us in the media really appreciate Hugh and, and John Cohen have really been making the rounds, mm-hmm. making themselves available. I'll say this, though. Hugh keeps talking about, well, he he wasn't prepared uh, for for how crazy it was going to be, and and with uh, with NIL and everything, I can't wait to see when he's prepared to recruit. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it gets. You know, he said it was a it was a whirlwind, and he, obviously, no coach likes the way that um, that the calendar is set up right now. But you know, to go from Liberty NIL to Auburn NIL and to have that kind of success, especially when you know he says you're not really recruiting. Um, you know, players in high school, you're selling them on what they could make moving forward if they are successful. Um, to get all that done and get it done quickly is uh, is pretty impressive. Barrett, when you look at the uh, Auburn quarterback situation, I think a lot's been talked about Robbie Ashford. Uh, there's been a little bit of buzz about Holden Gurner here in the past uh, couple weeks around Auburn. But do you think that the starting quarterback for 2023 is on campus at Auburn right now? Oh man, no, I don't. I think there's going to be somebody else that pops in the portal in May. That I don't know if Hughes talk if there's being some back channel conversations right now or not. I have no inside information on that, but I would imagine that there are um, there will be more talented players that pop in either because they feel like they're not going to win battles or not happy with the new staff or a system or whatever. Um, that will come in in August and win the job. Although, you know, he's obviously off, uh, you know, excited about what Robbie and what TJ are capable of. He'll tell you that. He said that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any doubt he's in the market. Now, a lot of people are going to be in the market. Sure. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Keep an eye, not just on the, uh, the transfer portal in May, but the grad transfers that they can, they can, of course, yep. pop in anytime. Barrett, great stuff as always. I'll let everybody know what, what all you've got going and uh, how they can get it. Yeah, we got all the the news today. Apparently, it's a it's a rest day in the SEC. Malik Neighbors also got arrested, so all that stuff going on and uh, whatever else pops this week. We have a feature on on creating new Big Ten schedules. Uh, if assuming they uh, they remove divisions, which is is a pretty much safe bet. At mm-hmm. this point. Sounds good, Barrett. Uh, yeah, well, uh, of course, uh, let let them know where where everything is that that they can find. Sports.com, all the uh, social channels, social sites at Barrett Salee, and then CBS Sports HQ and Sirius XM and, and all those places. <laughs> great stuff, Barrett. Thanks again, man. Have a great week. All right. Thanks, y'all. See you. Barrett Salee joining us as he does Tuesdays. Uh, we appreciate his time. We need to get to our final break of hour number one. Stick with us here on the Tuesday Drive. Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final couple of minutes here of hour number one. And, uh, yeah, uh, Carter and I were talking here during the break because I've read multiple stories today. I had not read about the contents of the text from Darius Miles to Brandon Miller because that is very, that's very important in my mind as to what, how Nate Oates handles Brandon Miller and how Alabama handles Brandon Miller. 
if he had no knowledge of what he was, you know, getting into by taking the gun to Darius Miles, then I could see where he's not in any type of trouble. But, and maybe, and I'm not talking legally even, we're not getting that far. I'm just talking as being a member of the Alabama basketball team, if he knew why, you know, why Darius Miles wanted the gun, then he shouldn't be playing. I'm trying I mean, that's, that's, to, it's as simple as that in my mind. I'm trying to find the actual text because uh, in the AL.com article, they do not they just sort cover of, it. They, they shorten it to, I need my joint, which is gun, um, is the translation there. Ah, here it is. Here it is. All right, we've got about a minute. I need my joint. Somebody... Uh, just got faken, which I think was translated into made a threat, I guess, or said some words that they can't back up, and I need my gun as a result was basically what the text means. Okay, so he could think that he just was going to show the weapon to maybe back things up. Is I'm just trying to think of what Nate Oates is is going to you know could could justify it with it could be justified to NATO the the urban dictionary translation um someone who's like basically threatening you or and has no intention to back it up somebody who uses words in an aggressive manner with no intention or ability to back them up. well if that person has no intention or ability to back it up why would you need your gun you know yeah yeah he wouldn't he wasn't just faking there was something, there was something <laughs> real there. Uh, uh, again, uh, a very sad story, but crazy things and sports-related results. Or thus far, there haven't been any results. No, nothing has happened as a result of this. We will see. But yes, a lot of national folks are calling for and expecting players to be sat and Nate Oates to at least be punished in some in some manner. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, we'll get to our top of the hour break. Halfway done, love for you to join us as we continue with hour number two of the Tuesday Drive. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi, breaking NBA news. The Hawks have fired coach Nate McMillan. Atlanta's 29-30, eighth in the East in a play-in spot. Assistant Joe Prunty will be interim coach. The Bulls ruled out guard Lonzo Ball the rest of the season. He continues to experience discomfort during basketball activities despite arthroscopic knee surgery before the season. The NFL's franchise tag windows open and some huge names could be tagged, like Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, 
Baltimore can use the exclusive or non-exclusive tag on him as they try to work out a long-term contract. What the Ravens do with the former NFL MVP is a big deal, explains ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington. They could put on one of two tags, the exclusive or the non-exclusive. I do expect the Ravens to tag Lamar Jackson, but we need to be very clear about this. That does not mean necessarily that he will play on that tag in 2023. Instead, that is a stopgap to work toward a long-term extension. Jeff Darlington on Get Up. NHL Avalanche star defenseman Kale McCarr back in concussion protocol. He'll miss at least the next two games. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? And one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to hour number two of The Drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. Bill Carter in for Dan. Dan is off for the rest of the week with uh, Troy Women's Basketball. Drew at the controls and hour number two of The Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And uh, we'd love for you to join in. You can give us a call on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one, and the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text us on the drive text box, brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, and that number is 334-321, excuse me, 564-1840. So 334-564-1840 is the text box. We spent most of our number one talking about the story that has become the top story nationally in sports, and it is not a sports story as such, but it involves the top freshman in the nation on the number one basketball team yeah. in the nation. Yeah. And that is Brandon Miller of the University of Alabama basketball team, who today we learned um, brought the murder weapon to the to the scene of the murder in Tuscaloosa a month ago. Uh, it and was then- Darius Miles' weapon which was then given to Michael Davis, who shot yeah, Jamea so, Harris. I mean, it's getting a lot of attention. I think part of that is because Alabama is one of these top two teams in the country right now, uh, and he is the freshman everybody in college basketball is talking about. And then you look at the fact that um, the way that Alabama has handled it, I think has just poured further fuel on the fire here and made this worse as we've moved forward. Oh, no, no question about it. Um, before we get going, uh, something you know that, that I was going to uh, hit on in hour number one, we have some tickets to uh, tell you what, if you've never been to the Montgomery Performing Arts Center, you've really missed something. It is, it is a very, very nice venue. Uh, got great seat. Every seat in the place is outstanding. I've seen quite a few acts there. As a matter of fact, 
already have tickets for an act coming up next month that that I maybe shouldn't have bought tickets to. But no, we have we have some tickets to a, a show coming up this Friday night. Cody Canada and the Departed playing at Impact, the Montgomery Performing Arts Center. If you'd like a pair of tickets to uh, the Montgomery Performing Arts Center to see Cody Canada and the Departed on uh, this Friday, sort of a um, like a Texas uh, sort of Texas style country rock. Well, I mean, I, I I think there's so many outstanding bands from from uh, you know from Austin and the state of Texas, and Cody Canada and the Departed are one of those. If you'd like a pair, you can just call in. Drew will set you up with a pair of tickets. For Friday night. Uh, again, anything on your mind sports-wise, um, I'm sure we will talk more about the situation with Alabama basketball. Comments from Nate Oates, in case you haven't been with us, in case you weren't with us in hour number one. Uh, some comments from Nate Oates when he was asked about NBA teams and their concern for Brandon Miller's involvement are the probably the most uh, stunning thing that has come out today because Nate Oates appeared to just sort of dismiss the entire situation yeah. of Brandon Miller taking the weapon and then his car being used to block in yes. the murder victim. Which is, that to me, is the most horrifying part of it because that suggests some sort of coordination between who, I mean, at least who all was driving the cars, which right. I seems to be... Well, Brandon Miller we aren't sure returned to the scene and brought the weapon. We don't know what happened to him after that. Jaden Bradley's car was the other car blocking the Jeep that had the uh, the murder victim inside. All right, so we can talk about that. But anything you want to talk about, sports-wise, let's get to the key of Auburn Hotline. And Mike gets us started. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. It's going all right. Beautiful day in Auburn, isn't it? It really is, man. It feels like springtime. That's right. It's going to be not almost 90 tomorrow. That's what I'm waiting on. Cut yeah, grass again. Yeah, you're really, right. Really, it's going to really start really growing. You're not kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, um, the story about the the, the murder in, in Tuscaloosa. See, I, I live in Auburn, but I, I went to school in Alabama, and I, my daughters went to Alabama with my son, graduated from Auburn. Uh-huh. But he's been out for a while, but, I mean, he can't even legally own a gun. Yeah. That's true, because he's, he's what? He's, he's, eight, he's, he's 18. He's 21 yeah, he's to have 18. a handgun. Right. Or to buy ammunition. Now, I believe, I believe, though, that the, didn't the law change January 1st about being able to, to carry a weapon? He was... Trans- I think it did. He was transporting Darius Miles' weapon to him. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. Still got to be 21. and um, But there's no way that the athletic department didn't know about it. I've heard it, and I I, I mean, I, don't, I, I graduated 30 years ago from the University of Alabama. And I heard it because I'm retired military. And um, I heard about it. And um, they just dismissed it because, I mean, there's no way the gun is registered in his name. No, no. Well, the gun is Darius Miles. Right. So, and I don't think he's old enough to have one legally. Miles may be 21. I think he's 21. He might be. But he'd be pushing it. But um, 
No, I was listening to y'all earlier about the transport portal. Auburn has done great mm-hmm. in the transport portal. And, and um, uh, in Tuscaloosa, they, they've, they've put their money on two football players. That's Richard Young and Ty Simpson. And if they're not what they think they are, then they Alabama them for a long year. Yeah, you know, it's probably the least uh, I've I've known what to expect from the from the quarterback position at Alabama in in years because it's always been here's the next superstar and you know it yeah. before no, he even steps on the one. field. They they put their they put they're putting their money on that on that running back. Well, and him and and him handing the ball off to him, sort of like um, um, Coach Saban done in his um, oh our first first few years, and sort of what Kirby's Mark done, Ingram. what yeah, what Kirby's done at Georgia, yeah. and I think exactly. bringing there bringing the uh, uh, bringing Tommy Reese in from Notre Dame, I think tells you that they're going to focus more on running the ball and being more physical up front. Than, uh, oh, than, than slinging it as much as they have the last few years. That's right, because uh, I, that, that was, there wasn't one that they really wanted. But, uh, but um, if, well, in fact, the other week I went to Birmingham to a dinner with a bunch of people I graduated with. And um, a lot of them are, still have a lot of ties in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. And they're all saying, unless he gets hurt, that Richard Young is worth what, what they put their money on. Uh, it's going to be Man, really I ain't interesting. Never seen him play a down. Yep. Yeah. That's really going to be. It's going to be really interesting to just see well, guys, the changes well, offensively. I appreciate it. I enjoy yeah. y'all's show. Y'all just keep us going. That's what keeps me going every afternoon. Listening to y'all. Appreciate it, Mike. Appreciate it. That's good hearing Please, from you. Thank y'all. All right, uh, Keith picked up those tickets to Cody Canada and The Departed. We got another pair. We'll give away in a little while. But let's get back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. And Susan is up next. Hey, Susan. Hey, I- question sure isn't this uh player an accessory to murder because i know when you use a a gun in the state of texas you will be charged as an accessory whether you're there or not so i don't know how alabama works yeah i'm not sure and and that uh, again uh, i mentioned it right at the end of the first hour the the statement from the deputy da in tuscaloosa was very unusual to me saying yeah well there wasn't any there wasn't any law that uh, that I've that he broke that we could that. charge him I with, just, and it's like I would. We just had a guy convicted here in Fort Worth. He gave a gun to someone that killed a girlfriend. He wasn't even there, mm-hmm. and they say he had knowledge. He's in prison now for fifteen years. So I'm I'm kind of concerned. Like, and why would Nate Oates even want to put this on the the, the university? That guy needs to be off of the court. That is crazy. This woman was a yeah. mother. Yeah, and it's just absolutely insane to me. But he's out here. Oh, like he hasn't missed a minute, which is no. baffling to me. Well, yeah, I mean, I, 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 like a funny college thing. Okay, you get public intoxication, happens to kids, no problem. That's not so. This is a murder. Yes, this is a murder. And I'm just it, what his comment was. It's just like really, that's how you value deaf. life. Mm-hmm. No, Bar- Barrett's absolutely right. Why, you know, it, the wisest thing would have hit. Now he was asked specifically about what would NBA teams. He should say um, they'll have to they'll deal with that. But I can't talk can't talk about this because it's a legal situation. Well, well, he, if he, he had said something like that, it would have been fine. He asked if he was comfortable with Brandon Miller's proximity to 
the murder, I guess, in terms of like legally and everything, and that's why he went into the answer. Well, nobody has said, and that's one thing that has been the most vague thing that I, as I mentioned this earlier, nobody has said anything about where Brandon Miller was when this was going on. We just know that his car was there. Okay, so are you serious? He's going to give his car to his buddy? Maybe. I'm sorry, but I'm sure as heck, if I had his future. There ain't no way I'd be involved. Well, I, sh- I no sure way. as hell wouldn't take a gun and leave a gun, take my car and leave a gun in it and, 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 exactly. and just go. No. Yeah. Here, have 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 your gun and my car. Es- especially exactly. when, when the text message you got is, hey, somebody threatened me and doesn't have the ability to back it up, but bring me my gun. Like, that's not a great situation to be bringing a gun to. You don't have regardless. an idea that there might be something bad that could happen? Yeah. Absolutely, and I just this, Nate Oates needs to step it up, and I would hope Bruce Pearl would do the right thing. I hope he would. I think he but would. Again, I, I don't think when they said, "Well, they're off, off campus." I am sorry. There, there are players. They need to understand this is your future. No, that's right. When you talk about you can't, you better be able to con- control them better than that when they're away from practice. Absolutely. And 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 that's the that's the thing that I that I also hated about his quote was being like. You can't, can't control, control what them. people do I'll, off the court. Yeah. I, I if know you, nobody has said that. My kid is a, a, a sophomore in Auburn. She's not out there. Nobody's out there yeah. doing that kind of crap. Killing people. This is a murder. Yes. A mother lost her life. Yep. It's Okay, I'm sorry. I just I had to call in and say, good No, we appreciate it. Yes, Susan. On? Absolutely. Yes, thank you. Thank Three, you. Yes, thank you, Susan. 334-321-1390. We'll get one more before our first break. Casey is next. Hey, Casey. Guys, the statute you're looking for about aiding and abetting in Alabama is called complicity. It basically makes you the same as the person if you had any knowledge and you aided and abetted that person and you took a step or overt action towards that by carrying the gun there knowing that he was going to be in a crime or felony. It's the same as one person acting as the other. Hmm. I sure thought that was the case. I did not know the statute, but I mean... Isn't that what they got Darius Miles on? Because he's the one that gave the gun to Michael Davis, and Michael Davis is the one that pulled the trigger. So that, I mean... Now look, the DA has absolute authority on what cases he wants to bring in the grand jury and what cases he wants to pursue. Don't let anybody fool you, okay? Mm. That's what they can do. I don't want anybody to tell you anything different, because that's not true. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, that's, that's the thing is, is very political. Um, well, yeah, that, that's why Winston I was went down there and the DA wore FSU tie when the allegations of rape and everything were dismissed. Don't buy it for a minute, guys. What happened in that civil suit? Yeah. Well, see, that's, that's why I said I was, I was surprised that the deputy DA would say there's nothing we could charge him with according to the law, because I, I feel, it feels I felt like, like, a I lot felt like there, there. there probably is. If it was before January of 2023 when the carrying a pistol without a permit went into effect, they could have also charged him with that. Yeah, well, it was not. Yeah, it, it, was, it was in it was January. Last month, it was in January of 23. Which, which he, I guess a question to go with that. that January we had, 15th. We, we had a caller comment on. They said that he was still too young to be carrying that gun because he's 18. I don't know if I don't know much about that law, to be honest. So I don't know if that's true or not. There's also this thing called felony murder. If you if you knew that someone's going to commit a felony, like if, if you're in the act of committing a felony, like if you knew, I mean, aiding, abetting, and complicity is more accurate as far right. as this case Right, it seems goes. like it, yes. 
Um, but, I mean, even, you know, there's other things like if, if those two were involved and they directly had knowledge about what they're about to get into and committed an assault, uh, if it was even just for serious injury, that would be a felony, and felony murder could also apply. There are so many ways that a district attorney can attach a case on somebody. It's really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that from a standpoint of knowledge and authority. I mean, I, I mean I'm just going to say that. We appreciate the insight, Casey, yeah, because yeah. that's a couple of things. No problem. Anything I, else I didn't is just have. politics. <laughs> I hear you. Thanks for the call. We need to get to our first break. Hey, Jake Crane joins us at the bottom of the hour. We'll get his thoughts on this situation and much more. We'd love to hear from you as we continue here on the Tuesday Drive. 033. Time to churn up some more yardage on the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, 20 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Tuesday afternoon. Bill and Carter drew at the controls, and uh, we'd love for you to join in. Uh, while we don't have calls, let's. Uh, why don't we talk about what's going on on the court and not in the court? Uh, I mean, we've got 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 a game. I like that. That's a good got transition. A, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you, you've got Tennessee A and M tonight. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome one. And I think what A and M's like a one and a half point favorite is what I saw last. It's day. still they, they still still people don't believe that they're. What? Actually, winning. They're twelve and Part two in conference. Their Ken Palm and Net rankings have not really moved up all that much, despite going ten and two in conference play, which is crazy to me. I know it's it's similar to you've got in the Big Ten. You've got a Northwestern team that's eleven and five in the second place and just came off the best week and a half they've had in program history. They moved up like four spots in the net rankings, so like forty six. Well, I mean, it's sort of the same thing as you know. Auburn has really, really been struggling lately, and they and haven't they haven't bottomed the way you know a lot of people might think. A and M is a two point favorite tonight in that game. That one's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, there's another sneaky one that I think is pretty. Big. What Mississippi State, Missouri? Because Missouri, oh, State that's a huge is, ball game for State, both teams. State is teetering on the tournament right, right now. They're in right now. They need a win on a game yeah, like they this. Do. They missed a huge opportunity against Kentucky when yep. I thought they were going to get that win. Um, Missouri right now seems to be decently safely in. Looks like it, but They're I right mean around that but, seven eight line. But I mean, if things go haywire, who knows? That's right. Uh, late, some of the latest projections I've seen now show Auburn at the ten as a ten seed. Um, yes, matched up with you know what Providence in Denver. That's, that's a heck of a lot better than being an eight or a nine. It's crazy. I mean, oh, yeah. I'd rather be a ten seed and be on the other side of the bracket. Than than an eight or a nine, especially with the fact that they were what the eight or nine seed matched up with Purdue. Purdue, yes, Purdue might be the worst single matchup for Auburn in the entire country if they were to run into them in the tournament. Because we've seen, I mean, heck, you you, you saw on Saturday. I know he didn't shoot great from the field, but Liam Robbins had twelve boards and twenty four points and got to the line twenty times. Let's do that, but make the guy four inches taller and 50 yeah. more pounds on him in Zach Eady. That would be a nightmare matchup for Auburn. Yeah, no kidding. Um, now, so so Auburn's got 
their their penultimate, their next to the last home game, late night game tomorrow. I was asking Dan about this yesterday, Carter. What what kind of crowd are you are you thinking Auburn's going to have tomorrow night? I don't think the crowd's going to be spectacular for Neville. I mean, there are a lot of reasons. Standards. I mean, it's a late night, week night mm-hmm. game against a bad team, and you've dropped what six of your last eight. Yeah, things aren't trending in a great direction. Um, I think fans are frustrated, right or wrong. Um, but I do think this is. I think you're going to get the exact same performance almost that you got out of Auburn against Missouri. Like I think you're going to see an angry Auburn. Oh, I think so too. On, Auburn's going to try to take their frustrations out on on Ole Miss. Which when Auburn lost on Saturday on after the game with with Jack, uh, we were talking about it, and I said, honestly, it's the worst thing for me when I think about the future for Auburn that they play Ole Miss next. Like I would rather it be a tougher, Tennessee a tougher at home team or or <coughs> at in Rupp against Kentucky. Where you've got a mad Auburn team that has a lot to play for, and they can try to take it out on yeah, you don't want them, you, you don't want to have win. them go out there and win by 35, yeah. 40 points, and and, and then, think, okay, we we've solved some of these yeah, problems. Yeah, and then you settle into exactly what because happened after that's the Missouri. Not finishing it, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, Agreed. I'm hoping. I mean, here's the thing. I, I also don't want it to be a game that Auburn has to win in the last four minutes either. Yes, you know. I mean, because I guess. You could say technically, well, that's what they need to do. Well, no, they don't need to. They don't need to mess around with an Ole Miss team and have them hanging in it for thirty-five minutes. If Auburn wins tomorrow, in your mind, are they in? Because the bubble is really I don't weak. Know. The I don't bubble know. is really weak. I think so. It, you'll be really close. You you might be playing in that first four game yeah. in Dayton. I mean, I think so, but it would. You'd sure feel a whole lot better if you won oh, one absolutely. of the last three. Yeah, I mean, at if you if you win in Rupp, you're you're in. I mean, oh, yeah. who knows what what the status of the at Alabama game could be moving forward? But yeah, that's true. That that the one that I think most Auburn fans have kind of had circled with the f- way that they played in Thompson in Bowling mm-hmm. uh, up in Knoxville. If that last game is potentially for an NCAA tournament berth, I think you're going to get a really great crowd. I think you're going to get a really motivated Auburn team, and depending on what Tennessee does down the stretch, who knows what yeah, the Tennessee's state of their trying to get things turned around too. It's not just not just like ooh they could yeah, play they could they could you know they've lost four of their last six and put a terrible end to an Auburn season. They're not far away from losing five of the last six. Think about I mean Auburn was right there at the very end. Auburn was right there at the very end, and they have at A and M. They'll get South Carolina, yep. but then they get. Arkansas at home than at Auburn to finish the season. Those aren't easy games. No, to finish no. The season. So, so what they've lost? They've lost four, of four six. Four of six. It could be our underdog six tonight. of nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could five, six, seven of ten. Yeah, it could be end up being seven of ten. And, and that's, of course, I mean, here that, we are with a you Tennessee know, team that we all thought here, was like going to be a one Auburn's lost six of eight, and I think most people would say uh, they're they're going to be underdogs in three of the next four. So that's going to be nine mm-hmm. of twelve. That that Auburn's expected to lose, and it's tough to it's tough to expect to make the postseason if you've lost nine of your last twelve. And what just two of those games Auburn would have lost while being a favorite? The first A and M game, mm-hmm. and then the Vanderbilt game would be the only two in that entire stretch. Wow, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, so you you could lose, you could lose. Well, Auburn was picked fifth. You know, so it's right mm-hmm. now they're 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 about where people expected. Boy, there there are a lot of the preseason predict, uh, predictions that are so off 
Nobody had Vandy up here. There Nobody had a, who had A and M. There is a non-zero chance that Vanderbilt is the three seed in the SEC. Oh tournament. yes, absolutely. They Look get, at their schedule. They go to LSU tomorrow, which they will win. Very LSU, 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 LSU is tank. LSU is completely done. Then they get Florida at home without Castleton. Right. I love that matchup for, too. for Vanderbilt. Yep. I really do. Then they get Kentucky on the road. It's going to be really difficult. It is. But, but the, the Robbins-Sheway matchup would be really fun mm-hmm. in that matchup. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then they get Mississippi State at home. Another difficult game. But at home. But it's at home. They got a chance to win that. If they go 3-1 and one That's down 11 the stretch, 11-7. They're getting a double bye. Yep. They're getting a double bye, and they might be getting the three seed, which is crazy considering... Well, because you look, I mean, Tennessee's three right now. They lost Tennessee, six of eight. Tennessee's going to lose a couple. Yes, they lost six of eight from January 7th to January 31st. And their only wins were against, or was an upset over Arkansas and at Georgia. Those are the only wins mm-hmm. in that stretch. And in that stretch, they got beat by Alabama by 57. Yep. <laughs> and but, it could be the three seed. But they haven't lost since that, have they? What no, now? The that, Alabama, that the Alabama, the that Alabama blowout was their last they loss. They beat Ole Miss at home, Tennessee at home on that buzzer beater. Yep. Went on the road to a healthy Florida and beat them by eight in a game that they kind of just led the whole way. Um, and then they beat South Carolina on the road. Then they beat Auburn at home, mm-hmm. and that's where they stand right now. You got to think they're going to win uh, tomorrow, and you got to feel good about them at home. Sure, against Florida. I mean, they're going to win. They have a real shot to win seven in a row. They they shoot up. It 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 will be a surprise now if they don't finish five hundred or better. I mean, that means all they have to do is win one more. I asked this question to Jacob because going into Saturday's game, Vanderbilt was fourteen and twelve, mm-hmm. and ranked what ninety ninety first in the Kim Palm in the net rankings. If they finish this season eighteen and thirteen, which would be going three and one from this point. How much does that shift your point of view about what this Vanderbilt team was? Because that losing well, what, streak also if, happened with when Robbins was if, out. If Van if Vandy finishes 18-13, and 7 in the conference, and Auburn finishes 19-12 and 9-9 and in the conference, why should Auburn be that much higher than them? Because Auburn handled it. it Auburn's schedule has been harder, has been harder, and they did handle their business in non-conference play. I know. Vanderbilt did not I know, do but it should it, should it should it not matter what you do? matter more what you do when you get in conference play? I agree I with think. you. I mean, that's why I'm confused why A&M's yep. so low. I mean, it's crazy. Yep. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Jake Crane joins us on the other side. Stick with us here on the Tuesday Drive. The Drive. The Drive. 
with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Tuesday Drive. Bill and Carter here with Dan on the uh, on the road with uh, women's basketball hand, uh, duties this week. So uh, it's Bill and Carter, Drew at the controls, and we'll head to the Kia of Auburn hotline. Welcome in our regular Tuesday afternoon guest. That, of course, Jake Crane from Crane & Company. Jake, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing great, guys. How are y'all doing? Uh, pretty good. We actually... We actually spent most of a segment, I think we went an entire segment, without talking about <laughs> For the, first the news from Tuscaloosa today, which has overwhelmed uh, not just the state of Alabama. I mean, it is the top story in national news. And, and Jake, I mean, my question to you, do you think we see Brandon Miller playing tomorrow night is Nate Oates coaching Alabama tomorrow night or is everything just sort of status quo like like Nate acted earlier this morning look I, I'm not a lawyer and, and I don't claim to be a lawyer but I just I don't know how you can't convince me that somebody who brings the gun to the place where the crime got committed not only that and again this is a legend I'm saying what al.com said used your car to block in the person's car who ended up getting murdered. How, I, like I said, I don't know the law, but to me that sounds like a crime. But again, you know, I, I'm not going to claim to be a lawyer. But it, you don't have to commit a crime to be suspended. Like the fact that Nate Oates just let Brandon Miller play, and people say, oh, well, he didn't break the law. Why, he, why shouldn't he be suspended? Well, I, I hate to break it to some people, but you don't have to break the law to be suspended. No. Yeah. Missing class isn't breaking the law. Being late to practice isn't breaking the law. Hell, making bad grades isn't breaking the law. Violation of team rules, most of that is not breaking the law. But when it comes down to it was found out, and NATO knows this, that you went and got the gun, then brought it to the place where that gun was then used to murder somebody? How is that not a crime? And you couldn't make it much worse than the response that Nate Oates had today, yeah. just saying, you know, college, college kids are out. Uh, you can't control what what they do away wrong from spot, away from the time. court and wrong spot, wrong Good. time. Yeah, wrong spot, wrong time. I mean, he didn't just accidentally walk up onto the scene and something happened. Look, I think Nate Oates is in trouble. I think Alabama basketball is in trouble. I'm sitting here wondering... If New Mexico State had to sit out the rest of the season because of what went down on their program, what do you do when somebody didn't get suspended who brought the weapon that ended up committing the murder to to the place? Like, again, like I said, I don't have a law degree. I wasn't in court today. But I do know, and regardless of who you root for, I don't care if it's Auburn, Alabama, Florida, USC, it doesn't matter. There are some things that are more important than the game. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Nate Oates, did not suspend Brandon Miller. The second he found out, I think tells tells you a lot about the way Nate Oates is running things there at Alabama. Yeah, I mean, Jake, he talked about you can't control everything everybody does outside of practice. Well, I mean, what, what, what does that say about the culture? You should be able to instill well, well, a culture, right? You can suspend him. You can yeah. control that. Like, you have full control over that. Look, this is bad. This getting out 
it's very just talking about from a PR standpoint. And look, I don't do I think Brandon Miller is is Brandon Miller didn't shoot that person, but there is such thing as you being involved, even if you, I mean, guys, like they're charging this as, as a capital murder, which is premeditated. So like, this isn't, this isn't something where it's, Oh, everybody was just hanging out. I have never in my life had somebody text me and say, Hey man, I feel nervous downtown. Can you bring me my gun? Like that, that, that you're not off the hook. If they did, <laughs> oh, I, if they I, did, I, I, I have a feeling you might ask them why. If they did, Jake. Well, first thing I would tell you, hey, no, let me tell you something, buddy. I'm about to be a top five overall pick. I'm not going to get your gun, bud. You can go get it yourself. As a matter of fact, I'll drive to the next county while y'all idiots do this down there. But th- the fact that NATO didn't suspend him, I think it's, 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 I think this is going to get bad. Like we're, I'm waiting to see if any more facts come out about it. We're going to talk about it tomorrow morning on the show, but I just don't know when you look at the sequence of events how Brandon Miller was not at least suspended. You know it's bad when Gary Parrish is tweeting about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who hasn't? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, everybody everybody in national media, no matter what your typical belief or what your stances typically are everybody's pretty much in unison that this is a horrific look this is an awful situation and alabama has not responded and it's correctly. on nate oats yeah i mean it's all on nate oats oh, no, i mean this it, is totally they, on nato yep. this is totally on nato and now i don't ever want to hear another thing about scam newton i don't ever want to hear another thing about bruce pearl in a barbecue or anything from anybody on that side what it, what it's looking like is that they're not and typically the cover ups worse than the crime, but again, this is all alleged and I'm not a lawyer, but somebody explained to me, I just wonder if this kid wasn't gonna be a top five pick and was part of the renaissance of Alabama basketball this year, if he would be getting the same treatment that he is right now. I would guess no. Jake, where do we go from here? I mean, this also makes that contract extension from what, ten days after the murder? That yeah. feels weird now, like where do we go from here with Alabama basketball? Well, here's my question. Chris Listen. Beard got fired from Texas yep. for getting for something that the charges got dropped. So, like if if these charges aren't getting dropped, like this is a, this is a death penalty case. Like it's it's that this is as bad as it gets. It's as bad as it gets. And if it comes out, which it kind of has already, that NATO knew about this and didn't at least suspend him. Because you know what? If you suspend him and and you do that, you kind of cover yourself and you say, listen, when this comes out, everybody says, oh, well, he suspended him, right? No, you let him play. Not only did you let him play, your remarks were horrible Mm -hmm. when asked about it. So, like, it just seems to me like maybe they didn't know this was going to get out. And then when it got out, they tried to just sweep it right under the rug. But I'm telling you right now, the, the hooks are out now. Like the, the Clay Travises and Jay Billises and all these people, they're coming for you. So I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen. Bama's going to have to sit him. They're going to have to sit him. I don't know if he's going to play another game at Alabama. And you know what? If what came out is true, then he shouldn't. Then he shouldn't. Because to me, that sounds like a crime. But again, I'm not a lawyer. And you can't just act like you didn't know. You weren't just going down there bringing them a baseball mitt. You know, you don't bring guns down there to just – well, even if you thought they were going to scare him. But not only that, the gun, I think, was loaded. Like, Darius Miles looked at old boy and said, there's one in the head, which means mm-hmm. there's some in the chamber. 
Like, this is, you, it, I, man, this is a bad look. At, at, at the least, it's a bad look. Well, Nate, Nate Oates saying that they knew about that, and then um, two days later, yeah, if, if, if Brandon Miller had not played at Vandy, maybe. They could have at least said, "Well, we sat him, did our di- due diligence." But he played thirty. He played thirty-seven minutes and scored thirty yeah. points two days later at Vandy. Look, I'm telling you, Nate may be in tr- like Nate may be in trouble. Yes, like not not legal, but no. the university they're going to have to do something. Like in, and again, this isn't Nick Saban's Alabama team. Okay, they don't have the control like Nick does in college football. In basketball, they're way in the back of the line when it comes to that. But just, I mean, if you just look right now, guys, I don't know. How in the hell are you going to play this kid tomorrow? I don't think you can. can I don't think you can. Can you imagine now going to other arenas? Can you imagine that? Oh, yeah. They're at South Carolina, right? Yeah. Yeah. And look, it's bad, man. Mm -hmm. It's bad. I mean, of the SEC games tomorrow, I think – You've got lines that have already dropped for Ole Miss and Auburn and Vanderbilt and LSU. They haven't dropped for Kentucky, Florida. I think that's because of injury status for Kentucky, maybe. But there absolutely is not one for Alabama, South Carolina, and they're probably smart not to do that oh, because yeah. they want to figure out what the heck is going on with that Alabama team. Yeah, I just, I'm, especially in the world we live in today, where obviously optics is always important, but you know what it is today. I mean, that. That was a mother that was murdered in the strip in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. And now it looks like the main superstar that you had was somewhat involved with transferring the weapon that murdered her to the scene of the crime. And you didn't even suspend him. Sharif Cooper's dad was a bad guy. and Bruce Pearl suspended him for a whole season. Like, it, it just blows my mind at the lack of awareness. I guess sometimes, because look, they treat Nate Oaks like a golden god now. You know, he can't make any mistakes there. Well, guess what? This one's out of your hands. And I don't think a Tuscaloosa DA that graduated from Bama's law school is going to be able to get you out of this one. Yeah, even though there was a very odd comment from the uh, deputy DA saying that there was nothing they could charge him with under the law. And it's like, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. You know, I mean, again, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go to law school. But to me, it's, it's you suspending the player had nothing to do with breaking the law. The minute right. that it was found out, that that transfer happened to the gun. How do you not just suspend him for at least a couple games? Oh, yeah, it's got to be. You can't do that. You can't be doing that. Period. And for that, you're going to sit. I mean, it, it, that's that simple. Oh, for sure. Well, it's funny. Well, it's not really funny, but we talk about losing college sports, right? Well, the 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 NIL and teaching kids, hey, it's okay to quit. You can transfer here with no repercussions, whatever. That's one thing. The minute you take away the last little bit of moral solitude that comes along with playing college sports, we're truly college sports is gone. It's gone forever. Because being part of a team and playing a sport in college is meant to prepare these young men and women for the person they're going to be in the 99.9% that aren't going to play professional. And the minute that you only get consequences depending, not depending on the severity of your actions, but depending on how good you can shoot, dribble, and play defense, that's when we've totally lost it. Everybody wants to win. Nobody wants to win more than me. But when you bring a gun, when you get asked by somebody to go get their gun, and then you go get that gun, and you bring it to the person who hands it to the person who shoots somebody inside a Jeep that was blocked in by one of the cars that that same guy drove, how in the hell is there not a suspension? Or how in the hell is there not a charge of any sort? Because that, that girl's family... 
that poor woman that got murdered's family, mm-hmm. you think they're that they're going to sit back and let this happen? Hell no. They'll be the first ones on Good Morning America screaming about this if nothing gets done because it's an awful look. No question about it. We're talking with Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Jake, I'm uh, obviously this this story here has has been the overwhelming thing going on, but um, uh, I, I know that you and the guys have really been uh, cooking there on Crane and Company. I uh, just hit hit a couple of the highlights of other things that have been going on that folks can find when they when they check it out. Yeah, man, we're talking about everything. We got Josh Tate coming on tomorrow talking about the college football rule changes that they're proposing and why they just don't leave good stuff alone. It's like Madonna's face. The more you mess with it, the uglier it's going to get. Why don't you just leave it alone? Um, We're talking college basketball as well. Obviously talking this situation. Uh, So come check us out, man. We're live in the morning, 630 to 8 Central. We do live call-ins as well. So come check us out. Uh, I tell you that the the college rule changes. The fourth one's just there so that people would go. God, that one's so bad that they they don't even look at the other three because the other three are are fine. Yeah, yeah. The first one. I mean, uh, again, it's funny. They want to make the game shorter, but they'll never cut some of the commercials. So it's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Hey, Dan said let's just play twelve minute quarters if it comes down to it. Hey, look. At the end of the day, I'm. I, I'm fine with it. I just don't want college basketball on that side to now get more teams in the tournament uh, and put 90 teams in there as well. So when it comes down to college football rules and, and the NCAA basketball tournament number of teams, don't touch it. I hear you. Jake, great stuff as always, man. We really appreciate you spending a little time with us. All right. Y'all be good. All right. Jake Crane joining us as he does. Oh, yeah, I wanted to get get a chance to at least mention something else in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that that'll be good. You know, yeah, we haven't really talked about. We talked a little bit about the the rule changes and stuff, but that's yeah. that is my feel about it. It's like the first the first couple don't even matter. The third the one is stupid. The third one, that's fine. That's what the NFL does. The fourth one, I think it's just there so people go no. And when and when that one gets voted down, fans will go, yeah, we got our way. And the other three rules. Pass. I mean, if you want to shorten it a little bit, like. You can do small things like on extra points, do what they do on the PGA Tour and throw some ads up there and put it yeah. in a smaller box. Oh, they're already talking like that. about doing that. Yeah, or like, or shorten halftime because oh, you do that. Oh, they're not going to do that. I know, but like, that, that's, I, I, that's I, what I, you some, do in the NFL. Who had, who, had the propo- who had that proposal? They said, shorten the halftime to like 15 minutes and let one band perform pregame, the other band perform halftime. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That that'll give you five more minutes right there. Yeah, let let your visiting band go first. Let them do the pregame because, and the visiting fans that want to see that, like they'll get in the stadium and yep. they'll get in there something, earlier. Something like that. All right, uh, we'll, we'll get to our final break. You know, if you have any thoughts on that or anything else, uh, we've got time here in the final segment, which is coming up on the Tuesday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final few minutes of the Tuesday Drive. Bill and Carter, and yeah, um... This morning, I had no idea. I was thinking, you know, we can talk about, we can talk a little bit about spring football. We can talk about basketball where it is. Uh, something I haven't mentioned, uh, Auburn baseball is up, uh, up in Huntsville, ready yeah, to big. play, 
play uh, North Alabama this Starts evening. here in about seven minutes. Yeah. I think the only place that you can watch that game is on the Rocket City Trash Pandas YouTube page is what I've Oh, okay. Seen. Well, good. I'm, I'm or on check the radio. I, think I can't Brad watch Wall. it on the radio, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's true. I've watched a lot of games on the radio though through the years. Let me tell you, uh, baseball is, is the best is the best sport for mm-hmm. me as far as radio is concerned. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I I agree with that. I mean, maybe it's because like for decades and decades, it felt like that sport came up through radio first and then moved elsewhere to television, where all the well, other sports kind of have a game to, be to get the full picture. It, it allows you to storytell. Yeah, and, it's, you know, there's time. The pacing of it, yeah, the, yeah, the pacing that, of it love, allows that's why you. I love doing yes, baseball. Agreed. Uh, let, let's. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes. Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Bill is up next. Hey, Bill. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm going to tell you why this is why why that wasn't a crime. Um, if he can say, and no one can prove differently, that his friend just called him and told him, "Hey, uh, bring my pistol out of the top drawer of my room," it's, and, and it's a legal weapon. If he can say that he did not know it was going to be used in the commission of a felony, then he is clear. Um, now, as far as blocking the vehicle, if he himself pull that vehicle, uh, block that vehicle so that crime could be committed, then of course he can be charged. But other than that, if he just brought the gun out there and didn't know what he was going to do with it and it's a legal gun, he cannot be charged. And as far as NATO's commenting, I'm pretty sure he was told not to comment on pending litigation. Um, He should have handled it like that then and just said, I can't comment. He would have been much better off. It would have been much better off if he just said, you know, I was told not to comment. But, um, and I'm sure Brandon Miller gave his statement with counsel present. Um, and if that's the case, then, yeah, he won't be charged. But if they can prove he blocked that vehicle so that crime could be committed, then uh, he could be charged with the exact same thing the, the shooter was. Uh, that that does make sense, Bill. How can how could you not at least sit him for a game when you've got Vandy the oh, next he, ball game? He, he, most, he most definitely should have been submitted just by what Nate Oates said he knew. Yep. Yeah, he should have been set. I think that's um, fair. It's a, it's an ugly ugly scene. One hundred percent. Anybody that was name was brought up should have been set just in case. Mm-hmm. Appreciate right, the call, guys, Bill. Thanks, yep, man. good Great stuff. Show. Thank you. Sorry, we're, we're out of time. Hey, tomorrow, we're at Big Mike's because it is a home Wednesday that. game. Big Mike's Steakhouse. You'll be there with on the line as well. Yep. Um, I'll be doing back-to-back shows again. Well, Jason Caldwell should be there to give you a break and, and you to be able to, uh, uh, you guys be able to chow down on what gets uh, brought out. We'd love for you to join us. You know, with it being an 8 o'clock game, plenty of time for you to stop by.